1. Joshua chapter number 1. I don't know if it's your custom or not, but if you don't mind, let's stand tonight if you don't mind for a minute. And, and as we read the scripture, read a few verses here. This is the account of uh, Moses having passed away and Joshua's been appointed by the Lord to take uh, his people into the promised land of Canaan. And so this is a, a, the conquest and the settlement of Canaan. And here we have the uh, instruction from God to Joshua and the encouragement that he gives to him. Chapter 1, verse number 1. And after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Just shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land that I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not be part out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. I preach tonight on a subject. If you'll stand up for Jesus, he'll stand up for you. Amen. What a blessing. Let's pray and we'll get started. Father, thank you for tonight, for the dear folks that have purpose to come out into your house on a Wednesday night. God, I pray that you might bless them for that. Pray that you Brother Eccles as he's out and pray that you'd encourage him in the Lord. And I pray that uh, your will be done tonight. Thank you for meeting with us. Pray that you might continue to do so. Thank you for the good spirit and the singing and the testimonies of salvation. Father, thank you for that. I pray that you might bless not only the reading, but the preaching of your word. And may your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, church. You may be seated. We have, through the years, uh, heard much and read much and heard much about how to be successful. Even in the Christian life, in the Christian realm, and church life, you have many volumes upon volumes of books, how to be successful. You can go into any religious bookstore, I won't call them Christian, but any religious bookstore USA and go to a section and uh, find out books on how to be successful. Uh, some of them, the authors had their picture on the front, a little smiley faces. Oh, you buy my book, you'll be happy like me. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure they make a fair amount of money doing that. But here we have a God's pathway to success, if you will. And he's also in there is a responsibility on our part. He tells us very clearly here in this text that Moses has passed away. Now, the entire time that Moses has led God's children out of Egypt and into the wilderness, 
Joshua has been with him. Joshua has been in training, if you will, on the leadership of Moses. Perhaps one of the greatest leaders that's ever existed was Moses. And Joshua's under his, under his training, if you will, and working with him at the same time with the, with the people of God. Now, God has a time he needs to speak to Joshua and encourage him and give some instruction on what lays ahead of him because there's much conquest going to take place. In fact, if you were to turn to the last chapter of Joshua, you would see that there's a final challenge to Joshua and to God's people. And that by the time we get to the last chapter of this book, God says clearly that Joshua has, has led the, the, the people of God uh, through Canaan into the settlement of it to obtain the promises of God. 37 conquests. They've been through 37 battles. They've gained victory over 37 kings. And I love the last chapter of the book, especially because I turned 75 years of age last month. And, I'm, and uh, you know, it, it feels strange being the same age as old people. You know, I'm not, I'm not there yet, but this feels strange being the same age as some of those people. Anyway, uh, in the last chapter of the book, uh, uh, God tells Joshua, he says, thou art, uh, Joshua's now old and well-stricken years, and God says, now thou art old and well-stricken in years. And I always thought the only thing worse than being old and well-stricken in years is for somebody to tell you. Uh, and when God tells you, you can't say, no, I'm not that old, but because uh, he knows. But at any rate, uh, he has much more land for him to be possessed. So it doesn't matter what our age, there's still more to do for the Lord as long as we're breathing his air and he's providing, taking care of us. But here is the beginning of the leadership of Joshua over God's people. And he tells him very clearly the parameters of the land of Canaan geographically. If you were to go home and look at a map in the back of your Bible or some other map that you might have possession of, and you look at verses uh, 1 through, uh, through 4, you see, the land has been promised to them. No wonder there's so much spiritual warfare in the Middle East today over land, over real estate. Uh, but this is the land that God has promised to his people, and, and God keeps his promises. I don't know if you knew that or not. He keeps his promises. And he has promised his people this land, and they will possess it one day. And uh, again, and so we, we have these promises and this uh, parameters of territories or real estate established. In verse number five, it begins to, to give him instruction on, on what lays ahead. And he says in verse five, here, look at this promise. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. I guess if we don't get another verse tonight, let's get verse five. Amen. If we look at Moses' life and see how God was with him and how God never forsook him and never left him. And then we see the promise that God gave to Joshua of the same uh, accompaniment where God says, I'll never fail thee. I'll never forsake thee. As I was with Moses, I'll be with thee. Get this tonight, please. Moses and Joshua were together for this entire time. And Joshua knew exactly what God had done for Moses. He knew exactly how God had not failed Moses. He knew exactly how God had not forsaken Moses. So God makes this promise to him. He knows it has real import. It means it has value to him. And we have the same promise tonight. As we serve the Lord and we give ourselves to him, he'll not forsake us. He'll not fail us. And he's going to keep that same promise. Now, we know that the New Testament tells us of the Old Testament that it's given to us for an ensample. And so here we have an ensample for us tonight. And that is that God never forsakes his people. And he never leaves them alone. 
and it never fails them. And so as you serve the Lord, we can have the same promise, if you will, just as though God spoke to us as he spoke to Moses and as he was with Joshua. Now he tells him because of that, that there's something that's going to take place. And that is we labor for the Lord in the spirit, but we also labor in the flesh. And the flesh is, is weak oftentimes and fearful. He says in verse 6, be strong and have a good courage. <clears throat> These are two great ingredients for success for the Lord. Forget what the bookstore is trying to sell you. <laughs> to be successful for the Lord, we need to be strong in the Lord and we need to be courageous in the Lord. And he says, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. There's three words here that God is promising them. In verse number six, he's promising them an inheritance. Verse number seven at the end of the verse, he's promising them prosperity. And the last part of verse number eight, he promises them good success. Inheritance, prosperity, good success. Man, that's good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> that's good stuff. So he promises them an inheritance. God has promised to us an inheritance. When we get to heaven, he's prepared a home for us. He's prepared a place for us and habitation for us for all eternity with him. We have an inheritance. We also can have prosperity in this life as we do what he's asked us to do, as he's asked Joshua to do, as Moses did do. And we can have good success if we will follow the instruction given in this text that he gave to Joshua. So when he tells him back in verse number five that he won't forsake him, won't fail him, but Joshua's part is this, again, to be strong and have a good courage. In verse number seven, he says, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do all the, the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. And he tells him this about the law. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. If we can do that tonight, if we can take God's law, if we can take his word and not turn from the right hand or from the left hand of it and just go straight on with the law of God, with the word of God, this King James Bible, and do what the Lord asks us to do, when he asks us to do it, the way he asks us to do it, don't turn to the right, don't turn to the left. And what's going to take us to be some strength and not only courage, but some very courageous. If we can do that and go straight on for him, we'll prosper whithersoever thou goest. Prosperity is bound. It doesn't always just come to the talented, though it may come more naturally. It doesn't come to the strong, though it may come more easily. It doesn't always come to the intellectual, though it may not be any challenge for them. But, but prosperity can come to the Christian. Good success can come to the Christian if they'll just be strong in the Lord and courageous and not turn aside from what he's asked us to do. He tells us in verse number eight, he says, this book of the law, that's a book of Moses, the five books of Moses, the Pentateuch, which is one book in, in, in its beginning. This book of the law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And now we have the book of Joshua. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So we see inheritance and prosperity and good success comes from obeying the Lord. It comes from having knowledge that he's always with us, never leaves us, never forsakes us. <laughs> Amen. And never fails us. It comes from, from the thing of, of being straight on with him and not veering from to the right or to the left. And it comes from this thing of hiding his word in our heart and memorizing his word so we don't sin against our God. 
or just something about reading the Bible, something about understanding its principles, something about memorizing it, something about that, keeping it ever before us, that guides us. Oh, you know those days when it's been a challenge and it's tough and you wonder, you almost start to say, where's God in this thing? And then something out of Proverbs pops to your mind. A just man falleth seven times but riseth up again. Something comes to you out, out, out of the Psalms. Uh, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Something comes to you out of one of the books or texts of the Bible. And it comes to you and, and encourages you. And this is what he's talking about. This book of the law. Now we have more than, than, than the book of Moses. We have 66 books comprising our King James Bible. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And then he reinforces it like he drives this thing home. He's been setting the nail, and now he drives the nail home and sets it in verse number 9. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and have a good courage. Be not afraid, introduces another verb. Neither be thou dismayed, another verb. This means that we have the ability, Joshua had the ability, and we do too tonight, not to be strong, but to be weak. Not be courageous, but be fearful. We have it within us to be dismayed. But we need to fight these natural things about us as humanity. And here's how we do it in the latter part of verse 9. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So here's the thought tonight. As, as Moses stood up for God, God stood up for Moses. And as Joshua stood up for God and stands up for God in this text and the rest of his recording in the book of Joshua, you'll see that God was with Joseph, I mean Josiah, whatever his name was, Joshua, there we go, and all that he did. I made a mistake, first time this year. Amen. And so as he was with them, he'll be with us tonight. What a blessing that is. And so here's the thing, if we can grasp that the same God that they serve is the God that we serve. Let that sink in for a second. We know it's true. We've heard it a gazillion times, but it's still true. The same God that these two men served, we serve tonight. And the same qualifications for success that he gave to these men are ours tonight. And so I want to be successful for the Lord this year. I don't know about you. And I'd like to be prosperous for him this year. And I'd like to inherit whatever he has for me this year. And I don't know what, what that is. I don't know that, just, that Joshua knew all that lay ahead of him, except that there was a land promised, and God told him the parameters of the real estate. He gave him, he gave him the outline of it there and so forth, uh, and told him the survey of it. But, but he didn't know what all was involved, how many tribes he'd had to face. He didn't realize he probably he had to face 31 kings. And about the time he was successful at that, he probably thought, I think I'll retire and go fishing. But no, God says, there remaineth very much land to be possessed. So we're always in the Lord's army. There's always more to do. And so that challenge tonight is this. As God was with him, he's with us. But we have to do something. We have to stand up for him. I was thinking about some people in the Bible that have stood up for the Lord and had great success for him. I was thinking about Noah and Daniel and Moses and Paul, Peter, Job. I was thinking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I was thinking about King David of Israel. As I thought about Noah, I thought about how Noah was, was successful for the Lord in the duty that he gave him to build an ark. You know, day after day, year after year, he gets up and goes to work. He gets his hammer and his saw and his tools, and he goes to labor, and he has his little family there. 
and a total of eight, and they're working on the ark for all these years. Who can tell, but people walked by and saw the testament of the ark, ark being built. We saw the ark ourselves, the, the replica of it, uh, a couple, three years ago. Uh, our son-in-law, Don Vesey, and, and his family and us, we had a little road trip, went over and saw that, did some other things. And what impressed me the most, personally, was my first impression. First impressions impress us, <coughs> don't they? And when we turned to the gate, we could see the ark off in the distance. And I thought, what a testimony these people had during Noah's day, when from a distance they could see this ark being built. There was no denying that something was happening. There was no denying, after listening to Noah, who was the Bible, and it says in the New Testament, was a preacher of righteousness. He was a boat builder, and he was a preacher. And as a preacher of righteousness, he was preaching as he built this ark. And no, no doubt day after day, people would go by and sneer at him or ask him what was going on. And he would, as a preacher of righteousness, would preach to them. But we know that they rejected him, that there were only eight saved. And, but the testimony that they have, the testimony that they re rejected, <coughs> but he stood up for the Lord that whole time. And the Lord stood up for him and saved him and his family from that flood. I thought about Daniel, as Daniel was faithful, standing up for the Lord in his prayer life. You know, it's, prayer life is important. I'm too weak in it, and maybe some of you are too weak in it. I don't know if anybody's ever prayed too much. But the thing is, he was faithful in his prayer life. Even when he was commanded not to pray, Daniel prayed. Even when he was decreed not to pray, he prayed. Even when it became illegal for him to pray, he still prayed. And so he was faithful, and he stood up for the Lord, and then the Lord stood up for him in that, in that lion's den as he was cast in there with all those Texas-sized kitty cats, amen, and the Lord took care of him while he was down there and delivered him. Uh, well, what a witness he was, what a testimony. And the king saw that testimony and believed it. As he stood up for the Lord, the Lord stood up for him. I, I, I thought about the apostle Paul, too, and how he stood up for the Lord and his service for the Lord. He was so completely dedicated and preaching the gospel and serving the Lord and traveling around being instrumental in churches being started and edified and even corrected at times. All that he went through, even being beaten by his brethren and being shipwrecked and being destitute and without food and cold and so forth. He, was, he stood up for the Lord. He never, never wavered in the service and God stood up for him. I believe, wasn't he the one that the Lord used to write the church epistles? <laughs> huh? And the Lord used him in a great way because he had surrendered to the Lord and stood up for him in his preaching and in his building churches and so forth. The Lord stood up for him and honored him by allowing him to write the scriptures that the Holy Spirit gave him to write. I thought about Peter of old. God bless Peter. Amen. Uh, we know he's a Baptist preacher because God used a chicken to bring him under conviction. And Baptist preachers have hated chickens ever since. If, if, I'm, I, if, I, if I go, every time I go to a preacher's meeting, I go up to the host preacher, I said, what's for lunch? He goes, well, what? I said, have chicken? He goes, no. I said, I'm gone. I said, Baptist preachers have to have chicken. Amen. To get even with that rooster that day. Uh, but, and the cock crew. Amen. Anyway, uh, you got me off track. But Peter was faithful in his preaching. Here's a man that stood up on the day of Pentecost. I love repeating this. And preaches one sermon and 3,000 souls were saved and baptized and added to the church at Jerusalem. Boy, that's some powerful preaching. That's some, and they came back the next Sunday. And all they offered them was repentance. And they came back. And so he was faithful to the Lord 
and the Lord is faithful to him. I think about Job of old, bless his heart, did nothing wrong. It wasn't because of sin, but the Lord was testing him. The Lord was showing the devil who was in charge. And though he lost everything, he lost his health, he lost his wealth, he lost his dear family. He lost all his livestock in his house. All he had left was his wife that told him to curse God and die and three friends that blamed him for the whole problem. And yet he never denied God. He, 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 he wrestled with it, but he stood up for the Lord and then the Lord stood up for him and gave him back what he had lost and won the victory over Satan working, trying to work in his life. Job stood up for the Lord and the Lord stood up for him. I was thinking about uh, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those three Hebrew boys that were thrown to the fiery furnace, amen. And uh, then they look in there, there's a fourth one in there likened to the Son of God. Well, it's because it was the Son of God, amen, in there with them. Standing up for the Lord really makes a difference. And you're pretty safe there, amen, no matter what happens. And so these men, and not so many others, stood up for the Lord. I think about David and Goliath. Here's this little shepherd boy <laughs> coming out there and had more wisdom than the others and more courage than the others and, and would not be dismayed. And so the Lord gave him great success that day in, in, in slaying that nine-foot blasphemous giant, if you will. And, uh, and he simply cried out, is there not a cause? That's a great thing to remember in a Christian life. There is a cause. Church, there is a cause. Amen. It's the cause of Christ. And standing up for the Lord, and the Lord stands up for us. And Peter walking on the water in the midst of the storm, Lord, save me. Uh, somebody sometimes people get upset at Peter. Well, he didn't walk very far in the water. Oh, come on. He walked farther than any of us ever have. <laughs> Give him credit where credit's due, amen. And he knew how to pray, Lord, save me. I said many times he didn't cry out, Oh, Lord God, thou creator of the heavens and the earth and all the universe. He spoke the words that existed by that very voice. No, when it came time to pray, Peter did know how to pray, Lord, save me. And as he stood up for the Lord, the Lord stood up for him. How do we stand up for the Lord? How do we do that? Well, just from what the text says, of nothing else. We have the examples of these men and so many others. We have the example of Mary and Martha and so many other ladies in the New Testament standing up for the Lord and the Lord standing up for them. Uh, and so we have the example of these testimonies and we have the commandment that he gave to Joshua to be strong and courageous, very courageous, won't be dismayed. Don't turn to the right hand or to the left. Just do what I say. Just go straight on. Don't question things. Just do what I ask you to do, and things will work out just fine. It's a matter of spending time with him, really, in it. Matter matter to coming to church and getting instruction in righteousness as your pastor studies and he prepares and he stands up here and preaches God's word, not his opinion, which he which he does do. He preaches God's word, not God's Amen. not his opinion. And and, and getting that instruction. Uh, we, we come in to be fed. We come in to be fed. And, and I think we have a promise that he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. Don't come to church and walk away and say, I, I didn't get fed there tonight. Maybe you weren't hungry enough. Maybe you really weren't thirsty when you came to church. Maybe before you come in the doors, maybe it's time to offer up a, even just a silent prayer as you come in. Lord bless our preacher tonight and, and use him and help him when his Amen. mind starts... I won't speak of your pastor, but I'll speak of my pastor because he's my son-in-law. When his mind skips a beat. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and like, it's like that one mistake I made a while ago. Got my tongue over my eye tooth and couldn't see what I was talking about. 
You know, we need to be in prayer for the preacher when he's preaching. It's a, it's a, it's a fearful thing. Now, it's not fearful, fearful of the people, but fearful that the message really is from the Lord. Huh? And, which means it's from his word. And then that it will be ap- applicable to our lives that can make a difference. There seems to be today a lot of difference between teaching and preaching. And some people say they're synonymous, but they're not synonymous. Not only they're not synonymous, they're not the same either. <laughs> but teaching informs, preaching moves. Preaching and uh, teaching instructs, it gives you information. But preaching takes the people with that, gives them that information and challenges them, moves them from where they are to where they should be. So there is a difference in teaching and preaching. All preaching involves teaching, but not all teaching involves preaching. And so uh, we need to be careful as, as our pastor preaches, as your pastor, to be, ask God to really use him to preach to us, to challenge us, to move us from one place to another, not just give us information. That's what Sunday school is for. That's what Bible study is for. But to challenge us from his word, to do something with it, and for it to do something with us. Huh? Well, that's the key thing. And so as we read this text and say this text a little bit tonight and see these examples and testimonies, may it move us to, 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 to be responsible in our duties as Noah was. Move us to be responsible in our prayer life as Daniel was. Move us to be responsible in whatever leadership God's given to us to lead in as Moses. May it, may it move us to be of greater service to the Lord as the Apostle Paul was. May it move us May it move us to, 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 to make it through trouble and to not blame God on it and to look for the Lord in it as in Job's life. May it move us as Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego to trust God in the trials of life. May it move us, though no one else stepped forward, to say there is a cause. And I'm going to stand up for truth and stand up for right no matter what the consequences. This is just a giant. That's all he is. He's nothing to the Lord because the Lord in one have always been a majority. Always, all through the scripture. So do this tonight, if you would. Be challenged to be of good courage. Be challenged to not be afraid. Be challenged to not be dismayed. To be challenged to not go from the right hand or to the left, but just to go straight on. And just to do right, though the stars may fall. Just do right. When you feel like it, do it. When you don't feel like it, do it. <laughs> when you have friends to be, come alongside and serve the Lord with you, do it. And when you have to do it alone sometimes, you do it. But when you stand up for the Lord, he'll stand up for you. In the face of danger, like these people went through, in the face of storms, in the face of discouragement, in the face of uh, illegal actions coming against you, as with with, uh, 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 Daniel of old, just do right. Just do right. So success is the favorable prosperous termination of anything attempted. And when we have a favorable and prosperous termination of something that we attempt for the Lord, that's success. And let me give you this thought tonight. (laughs) Judge nothing before it's time. Who can tell? Do you ever labor for long? I wonder, what have I accomplished? Has there been anything accomplished? Huh. I don't know why, but part of the reason I think we've been building a house for a year and a half is to, to, to see if it ever come to an end. 
<laughs> and it won't. If you live in it, it don't. It does, that's not good English, that's Texan. But, it, it, but, but if, you, if you keep on going and keep on going, and some days we make real progress, and other days we don't. Some days I just feel like sitting down and watching John Wayne Wester and forgetting the whole house. And, and, and some days she feels like going shopping and forgetting the whole house. But I try, I try to keep her busy, see, so she don't go shopping because there goes all my money. But anyway... Don't be discouraged. Be not afraid. Don't be dismayed. Don't turn the right hand to the left, but do all that the Word of God has given you to do. It'll be worth it all someday when we see Him. It'll be worth it all. Amen. What a day that will be when my Jesus I will see. Boy, to see Him face to face. What a blessing that is, huh? What a blessing. I remember your pastor sharing a little bit of the challenge that y'all were having getting occupancy permits for this building, getting it ready. But here you are. Here you are. <laughs> you look back on it, it's just a speed bump. Going through it was real. And dealing with, with the, the lease over here and the extension and those things, those are real issues, real problems. But we just keep going straight. And so this is what God has to do, and just keep on going. Hey, here you are. I was excited. We were excited about coming over here, you know. And... Uh, and I, we came around the corner and turned the parking lot. I said, there's people here. Hey, man, there's cars out there. And she said, you think anybody's here? So the cars are here. I, and I say, came by, drove, drove themselves. There's got to be somebody inside. Hey, man. And it's a blessing, though we were just here not long ago, last year. Uh, it's a blessing to see everybody's still here. Huh? Through it all. So there's still more ahead. Well, I'm rambling a little bit, but the thing is, if you'll stand up for him, he'll stand up for you. I encourage you tonight just to keep on doing that, to keep on doing that. And as God was with Moses, his leader, and Joshua, his leader, he'll be with Brother Eccles, your leader. Amen. And as those people follow those men, you can follow your man of God. He won't lead you astray. He'll not deceive you. Well, what a blessing it has is to have a leader like that. Amen. And pray for his leader. I mean, his wife. <laughs> I enjoy preaching here. It's only been twice, but I, I've enjoyed it. Just such a good spirit, and you tolerate me. Appreciate you that much to come back tonight. Let's stand for a word of prayer tonight, if we would, in time of invitation. Our Father, in Christ's name, as we pause for a moment tonight, I pray that your will be done in our lives. Father, thank you for the church here tonight. Thank you for their going on for you. Pray that you continue to bless them and honor their labors. And Father, I pray that uh, this church grows spiritually and numerically, that they just keep on keeping on and go straight, not turn to the right or to the left, but to all according to what your word has for them to do. Please, may your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the pianist plays, you come tonight. Come pray for your pastor as he's out of town. Come pray for your pastor's wife. Just come tonight and just pray for your church. Pray for your city that this church is in. It's a lighthouse in this town. Continue that. Pray to continue to shine. Continue to grow spiritually and numerically. Others who come, would you come tonight and just spend a moment in prayer? 
God's house is a house of prayer. tonight don't forget there's still much land to be possessed still more souls still more